the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida's small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. Now, here's Christopher Hart and Rich Jekyll. Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And speaking of winners, we got the big winner, the award winner, Rich Jekyll, in the studio today. <laughs> Hello, Christopher from the heart. Always great to see you, Rich. Yeah, I don't lie. All right, I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. But, of course, we're here today to tell you more about SCORE, a great organization, uh, both locally and nationwide, that is there to help entrepreneurs all over the place. All over and, all over the U.S., 15,000 volunteers. And this is a nonprofit organization, been around over 50 years. And I know a lot of you out there are already familiar with it, but we like to go through a little bit of a elevator speech, if you, if you will, because a lot of people still don't know about SCORE. Yeah. How can that be, Rich? I don't know, Christopher. It's the best-held secret that, that I've ever dealt with. Well, we're doing And I was an intelligence. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> no. But uh, we're doing the best we can, of course, to let the cat out of the bag and get the word out about SCORE because it is a great organization. It is a uh, nonprofit, and for the mentorship, there's not a charge. It's the big, what do you call it again? The big F word, man. That's right. It's absolutely free. Free. Free for the asking. Right. And, but uh, unlike the old adage, you get what you pay for, this is the exact opposite. You're yeah. going to get a lot because the experience that these folks have to offer comes from all walks of life, all walks of the business world. And you, with, all industries, with, basically. Right. And with some 15,000 nationwide, over 60 here in Orlando. Whatever your need is, they can provide somebody that will match you up. Yes, absolutely. Right? And uh, as your business develops or as your needs change, your mentor can change as well. And they can take you right through the whole cycle of the business. From the startup, many cycles. That's, that's right. right. From startup to expansion to maybe contraction to yep. some, at some point uh, uh, handing that business off or selling it. Yeah. So Exit strategy. They, there you go. And they have all of that for you at SCORE. Orlando.score.org is the website. That's where you can find out about everything that SCORE has going on at the Orlando Fashion Square National Entrepreneur Center. Right? Oh, yes, sir. How do you like that? I love it. And it's it's... You know, SCORE is one organization of the National Entrepreneur System. There's over uh, there's over uh, a dozen now. Correct. There's 14 now. And uh, you have the Black Chamber of Commerce, African-American right. Chamber of Commerce. You right. have the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. You have... An Prospera, Prospera, which is the equivalent of SCORE for Hispania. And you have the import-export guys over there. Right. And a lot... A- Axion, the Axion. lender. Yeah, that's just, you know, that's just some of them. 
And the nice thing about SCORE and these other, most of these other organizations is, is you can visit them during the business week and during business hours. And if you go there during the week, business hours, you'll find somebody there that won't be a human. There won't be a, a note on the door, you know, leave a message or It'll something. It'll actually be a human, not yeah. a robot. Exactly. Because once again, this is all about personal mentoring and helping folks by giving them great advice. Born from experience, right? Oh, uh, yeah. The school of hard knocks, my friend. The school of hard knocks. We've all been through it, and we do like to do the best we can to keep uh, others from going down that same path. Right. So, once again, Orlando.score.org is the website. The phone number over there, which if you call during business hours, you'll get an actual human being, maybe even Rich, for, or Lucy, Lucy Polito. Lucy, too, right. Yeah, who's traveling right now. 407-420-4844 is the SCORE phone number. 407 420 4844. And that's right there, once again, the Orlando Fashion Square on the west side, where Sears used to be, where they're building something now. Yeah. And, uh, and then you'll just uh, park in the parking garage there, follow the vines on the wall. They'll take you to the source of the growth. And by the way, unless otherwise specified, all of the programs and the seminars and things that you see at Orlando.score.org, or by the way, on the Facebook page, Score Orlando, and please like us while you're there. <laughs> Uh, you'll, you'll be, those will be held at the National Entrepreneur Center because not only do they have offices, it's like on one side of the, that particular part of the mall, they have offices, right? Right, right. Conference room, all that stuff. Yep. And on the other side, they have classroom facilities. Classrooms and conference rooms as well. All right. So they got it all right there, National Entrepreneur Center. All high tech. Too. All high tech, yeah, state of the art classrooms. But here's the thing they fill them up. So when you go to Orlando.score.org and find out what's going on, you need to pre-register there. Plus, they're going to be giving you stuff that you'll be taking home with you. So, right. And uh, they have the Coffee with the Leader series. They have the Lunch with the Leader series that are going on during throughout the week. They also have seminars in the evenings and in the mornings and have Saturdays, right? Right. So yeah. there's almost always something going on at SCORE at the Orlando Fashion Square at the National Entrepreneur Center. All right, and uh, but score also is always teaming up with other folks, and yeah, we're and, mentoring, and that's right, and introducing the area to new businesses and and things of that nature. And uh, we'd like to welcome to the show today our guest is Susan Barry. Susan, thanks for being a part of the show today. Thank you. I see you're with Disability Smart Solutions. Yes. All right, well, we're going to find out all about what that is, but first we want to find out a little bit about yourself. Are you from this area? I moved here in first grade. So, in first yes. grade, wow. It's been a few years. So you grew up here. <laughs> I grew up here. Yeah, so you've certainly here. seen a lot of changes, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, She's and, also a client of SCORE. Lois Perry, our chairman, uh, is her mentor. Okay, and so, well, let's let's find out how you got to... First grade to score. Okay. All right. So you obviously went to school here. Absolutely. Florida, Florida Gator. But I've been in the architecture industry for 35 years. Architecture, interior design, commercial, primarily restaurants, resorts, office buildings, um, retail. I see. So I got to a point where I wanted to start a new business. And NAVO, National Association of Women Business Owners, who are also at the Entrepreneur Center, Correct. they were running a competition. So if you tell me there's a competition, I get excited. And it was a business plan competition. So I've designed beautiful all my life. 
but I wanted to get more involved in designing functional because I was really seeing how buildings were not working for people with disabilities. So that's the niche. So I created the niche, and I used all of the resources there to help me because, yes, I could write a business plan, but just because I thought it made sense didn't mean it would make sense to a financial person or or somebody, a judge or somebody (laughs) that would read it. And so that's where Lois came in. You know, she reviewed okay. the business plan and marketing. Okay, we're going to talk more about your relationship with SCORE. Okay. Um, but I want to go back to your education. You went to the University of Florida, you said? Yeah, University of Florida, uh, architecture. Architecture. Was that, were you using compasses and, and squares and things like back in those days? <laughs> I still draw with a pencil. You do? Yes. Yeah. I, I it's took, sad. I took some drafting classes in high school and I still have the tools at home. So did I. Yeah. And uh, so it's, it. it, it's I mean, fascinating. It. Yeah. Um, so you, you, were, you were inclined toward that sort of thing, obviously. Yes. So you, you like drawing, you like using your hands and drawing and, and as you said, planning things. I love designing and I love designing. problem solving. Okay. So, so good designers and good architects are really people that pull together a project and they solve problems. Okay. As because as, you got to make happen what people have in their minds, I guess. Right. right? You've got to read their mind and then make it functional for other people to be able to use. Okay, and you, I'm sorry, go ahead, Rich. Your niche is disability, isn't it? Yes, yeah, accessibility, the Americans Disability Act, okay. the Architectural okay. Barriers Act. So yeah. looking at buildings to make sure they're complying for architectural accessibility. Okay. But originally that wasn't a big focus with your career. It was always something I was interested in, but I was busy designing. I was busy doing beautiful Right, so <laughs> architects are, are oftentimes creative individuals too. Right. Sort of artists, right. they they're, except their canvas is concrete, steel, right. and stuff like that. Right, right. More sculpting than, than painting, but nonetheless, as you said, be- making beautiful is that a, an architectural school of thought? Probably. I'm also an interior designer. Oh, so, that's right. You had mentioned so, that. You know, I, I used to do a lot of themed projects. I worked at Disney for a while, doing um, themed environments and. Did a lot of high-end housing and a lot of restaurants that were highly themed. And were you working for Disney? I was on contract. You were on contract. So, in essence, you were an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yes. Some contractor. Yeah. Some yeah. contractor. So, did that, did that happen <laughs> out of a requirement? Is that how you would get the, the deal with Disney? Or had you already become uh, an interior designer? I was already an interior designer and a, with a very strong architectural background. I see. Someone found me and said, hey, do you want to work with um, Disney Resorts? And said, sure. All right. So you had some entrepreneur in you, too. Yes. Because most architects work for firms and things like that, don't they? I think so. I think the successful ones, they start their own firms. Right. Kind of like lawyers or something. Right. Profession. But the, the, the difficult thing about most architectural programs or most architectural programs do not teach business. They teach structure. You know how to size a beam. But you don't know how to open that business. So so that that's, I find, a difficulty with a lot of people that are in creative fields. They have to learn how to have a business somewhere else. How to make money. How to make money. Yeah. Because it's difficult. Somebody says, oh, here's a project, and you fall in love with that project, and you yeah. work all these hours because you love the project, and you're forgetting you're doing the project because you're trying to make money. <laughs> you got to eat. You got to yeah. pay the rent. Money's more important than the statue or the award. <laughs> our, our guest today is Susan Berry, and you are the owner-operator, I take it, of yes. Disability Smart Solutions. And by the way, 
Her website is disabilitysmartsolutions.com. And uh, if you'd like to email her, it would be info at disabilitysolutions.com. And you spell all of that out, and it's spelled the way it's supposed to be. Disability Solutions, smart, I'm sorry, disabilitysmartsolutions.com. Disabilitysmartsolutions.com. So you, at some point, realized that there was a, a bigger need for designing buildings and redesigning, repurposing, I take it, for disabilities. Absolutely. Back in the late 80s, I was at Disney, and one of the projects I started getting involved in, it wasn't my project, but I was an associate with the project, they were starting the first Braille signage system for Epcot, which was very interesting because when you're a sighted individual, you forget that other people with low vision, they find things differently. In, In other words, they resort to other senses? Yes, you know, sound, feeling, um, right. you know, they even, I guess Epcot, you could smell your way around. The, you know, <laughs> I suppose so. Right, you know, they, they do say that when you, you lose can, one sense, the others uh, become, you know, become right. sharper. Right, it's like, sharper, I'm yeah. heading for Germany now. <laughs> just left, that, just left Mexico. All right, well, we're heading into a break, and uh, we'll uh, take that here in just a few seconds. Uh, once again, uh, we're talking today with Susan Barry, and we're going to talk also with her, not just about Disability Smart Solutions, but about how SCORE is helping her in all of this, uh, because obviously she brings a lot to the table with her own experience here. So we'll be back here in just a few minutes. Uh, but once again, don't forget to find out everything that SCORE has going on and to find where these shows are archived in right, case you want to hear this right. show again or any or yep. all parts of any of our other shows. Go to orlando.score.org, orlando.score.org. The Facebook page is Score Orlando. Yeah, and like us. That's it. And 407-420-4844 is the number for Score. And please stick around because we will be right back with yeah, yeah, more of What's the Score. <laughs> Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? This is Christopher Hart along with Rich Jekyll. Our guest today is Susan Berry of Disability Smart Solutions, a woman who grew up here in Orlando, became an architect and interior designer, and now she's focusing on solutions for folks with disabilities. And, you know, the first thing that pops in people's minds are ramps. Yeah. But there is a need for a lot more things than just wheelchair ramps. Absolutely. See, what people forget is they forget that only, I'm sorry, only 5% of the people with disabilities are wheelchair users. 20% of the American population has some sort of disability, and most of those disabilities are hidden. So your ramps come in for people with knee surgeries, new hips. And things like and that. And things like that. Right. You know, balance. I A see. lot of people can't step up six inches. Okay. And, but you mentioned also people who are, you know, sight challenged vision hearing challenged vision so that's where you're coming in with the signage you'll sometimes you'll see uh the sign will be next to the door mm-hmm. you'll have a raised sign with braille the idea is you don't want somebody tapping every single hotel room door looking for a sign right right <laughs> you want to make it accessible, so there's an exact right? placement where it needs to be that's where people are looking for it uh, what's available for hearing impaired people you'll have a business you may have a chain of banks let's say there's 60 banks 
and they all have a section where they're sending the client in to use a telephone to call into their computer center, but they've forgotten to have any kind of TTY machine, which is a text voice-to-text transcription. And they'll say, oh, well, we can just help them with that. Well, nobody wants to be helped with that. People don't want to be helpless. They just right. want to go in, the equipment's there, and they get the job done. As independently as possible. Yes, independently mm-hmm. as possible. I spoke to a retailer on Madison Avenue, spoke to their attorney this morning, and he said, well, why do we have to put in a ramp? We've got four steps. We have employees. If somebody comes with a wheelchair, we'll our, employees can, right. our employees can pick them up and carry them up the stairs. Oh, what a oh, great well, idea. And That's I said, tacky. do you want to be carried up the stairs like an infant? Yeah, really. And well, do you want your employees to have that liability when they drop them on his head? Exactly, yes. Not, not not wise stuff. But you had mentioned earlier the Americans with Disabilities Act. That's been around since George W. Bush, the first one. Absolutely. H.W. Bush. It was passed in 1991, but right. it's a civil rights law. So it wasn't necessarily a building code. How, does, how is that different? Yeah. It's civil rights. I, so, I see. In other words, it afforded people a way to get restitution, if you will. Or it guaranteed them certain. I don't, uh, what they, what equal is well, difference? It, it's it's equal. almost written like a building code. So ADA is replaced as a public accommodation. Anywhere right. you would go is the public. Right. And it tells you exactly what you need to do, how many inches of toilet, you know, sink, all this stuff. It's all in there. Okay. And the architects were supposed to start following that. Well, different cities came up with their own little, you know, code, and everybody was trying to get around with, and and, and so, but but there's no grandfather clause. Everybody thinks I've got this grandfather clause that's protecting me. I see. I'm in a historic building. Well, yes, you're in a historic building, but you just built your multi-million dollar restaurant three years ago in the historic building. You've got to be accessible. Okay. Um, 2010 was the new ADA, which they kind of updated that more so that. It was easier to understand, better diagrams, a little bit more clarification. They added things about swimming pools and and things, technology like ATM machines that we didn't have in 1991. And then Florida, because Florida's pretty smart, Florida came in and established it as the 2012 um, Accessibility Building Code. They had their own. So now it's, it's, it's almost the exact same thing, word for word. There's a few different things with parking. But this is now forcing everybody to follow it as a building code in Florida. I see. Mm. Okay. Well, so it sounds like you really know all about this stuff. Obviously, you have a good understanding of the law itself. So at what point did you decide you needed to find somebody like SCORE? When I was putting together the business plan, because it was a a new adventure, I had heard about SCORE. And so I went there to talk to them. Pardon me, real quick. How did you hear about SCORE? Novel. Um, possibly Nabo. I believe I've heard it on the radio. I've seen it on the internet. I mean, anytime you Google looking for business advice, mm-hmm. you get the score website and then you find out. You said heard on radio. You might've heard this show. I might've heard this show. <laughs> so yeah, one listener. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks, Rich. Um, so you go, um, to score here yes. in Orlando, obviously. Yes. And did you walk in the door? How'd you do it? Just walked in the door and said, help. <laughs> <laughs> and who's, uh, you said her mentor is who? Lois Perry, who's the chairman. I was going to say, she's the chairperson. Yeah, she was on the show a while back. She few, was. Yeah, a few weeks ago. That southern drawl, you could hardly hear. Uh, yeah, that's understand. right. Yeah, she's a southern belle, that's right. Um, and so, how, well, what did they do? Well, I mean, I, tell us kind of walk through what the what the process was like so people out there who are curious will know. Yeah. 
Well, they set me up with Lois, and Lois had me explain to her what my business was. Now, Lois's background is marketing in a large brand restaurant chain. And Chuck so e. a Cheese. Lot of, yes. And a lot of my background has been designing restaurants for large chains. So I wanted to understand how do I market this business to restaurant chains? I mean, what do I need to do? Who do I talk to? Is this something they really are interested in? Do right. they, you know... Or do they not care until they're being sued and then they're looking for a consultant? Right. And so she was very good about that. She was very good about reviewing the website and saying, this might work for a business person, but a business person looking at this might go, good grief, this is another blogger. <laughs> so, okay. so she was very good in how do you create that professional presence and make the knowledge you know, make it apparent that you're a professional company right. and not just a single individual person somewhere. So she kind of cut to the quick. Yes, very words. good at that. Yeah, and but it was all to help you out, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and they do it in a nice way. I mean, they're not there to insult you or Tactful. make you feel bad or anything. Oh, she's she's wonderful. She's kind, but she gets to the point. She tells you what you need to know. Right, and that's the bottom line. That's what SCORE is all about, telling yeah. folks what they need to know in yeah. order to help you make your decision, right? She didn't make the decisions for you, correct? Absolutely. She didn't make decisions for me. She just showed me another side. This is what corporate would be thinking. This is what your client would be thinking. This is what your potential client would be thinking. So this is how you would approach them, and this is how you absolutely would not approach them. And then also talking about different things, talking about whether or not I wanted to get into any government contracting. And if I did, then I needed to go become a certified women-owned business. And talking about the different programs that are available um, at this point, I'm not doing government contracting, so I'm not doing that. But in the future, as the company scales up, absolutely, I would go back and find out everything I could about that. Right now, you deal with the private sector. Right now, I'm so busy with the private sector, yeah. and it's very interesting. So that's where I'm at. We're speaking with Susan Berry. Disability Smart Solutions is her business. DisabilitySmartSolutions.com is the website. And she's presently telling us about her experiences with SCORE and how her mentor at SCORE has been helping her out. Uh, How long had you had Disability Smart Solutions before you went to SCORE? When did you actually start this business? When I started this business three and a half years ago. So I was working with SCORE immediately as I was starting the business. Smart. Because I, ha- I had a design firm, but mm-hmm. I didn't want a design firm anymore. Um, it had, at 2008, when we had the big crash with housing, you know, that my big right. firm got real tiny real fast. Oh, I know the feeling. And so, <laughs> yeah. and so I wanted something different. I wanted something that made a, a different impact. So when NABO, when I read about the competition at NABO to create a business plan and compete with your business plan, that's when... This idea that had always been in the back of my head came forward. And so I immediately went to SCORE and said, okay, how do I approach this in a business way? How do I make this a workable company? About your business plan, is this what motivated you to go to Lois and review the business plan or talk through it? Or how did that go? That did, but I was more interested. I was busy writing the website first. Oh, okay. And so I really needed someone to look at the website 
and the business plan and what I was thinking in terms of marketing to make sure I was really balanced and I wasn't just doing the website because I liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you know you get caught up in, you know. You get caught up in what you're especially, comfortable with, right? Especially yeah, what you so like versus what your clients might like, right? Or what what you really need to be doing for the business. Right. Sometimes you do the parts that you like versus the parts that you don't understand or are more difficult. Yep, yep. Now you said you you pretty much started with Score immediately about yes. three and a half years ago. You're still working with her. I do off and on. She's still when, working with you when okay. there's a. When there's a question, I go to a lot of the seminars, the seminars that are offered through the National Entrepreneur Center. I mean, I've learned, you know, QuickBooks, taxes, Google, analytics. I mean, anything that... Business related. Is business related. It's there. It's always available. There's something every week. And if you don't have time to go there, I think, doesn't SCORE also have some videos online that you can watch yes, on almost there every are. topic? There are. But there's also seminars on Saturdays and yes. evenings. Yes, so, it, it, so it's very convenient. You can always find something. Right, you can find something. Right, and you can find the schedule at orlando.score.org or Score Orlando on Facebook. And you just might run into Susan Berry at one of these functions. Um, Disability Smart Solutions is her business. She started herself. Now, you said you wanted out of the interior design. I was going to ask you if you were still doing that at all. Not at all. I still do some um, architectural design for some houses, but it's usually for friends or okay. old-time clients, not... Uh, r- r- real quick, before we have to take a break here in a couple of minutes, um, what was your favorite architectural project? Is there one that you're most proud of or you Stands had the most out. fun yeah. doing or something like that? You know, I keep going back to Disney. I love Disney. Okay. I'm a full, you know, I'm an Orlando girl, but when I was at Disney, I was working with the live show design project. A department okay and so that was when we were they were building euro disney in paris mm-hmm. so my project was to meet with all the show designers the choreographers the directors the music people the sound people and put together all of the information that they needed for each facility that would involve live show in paris so i learned oh man everything from cool. fireworks bunkers to rehearsal halls to how the parade route has to work so I like coordinating information, and I like learning new things. So maybe that was why that was a really fun project. That's pretty complex. Well, I'll have to hand it to Disney that they did something like that, that uh, they had their architects consult with and their designers consult with the people who would actually be using the facilities. Yes. Because uh, long ago, I was in the production business. We did live convention productions, okay. and the, the crew guys were always moaning and complaining because – the hotel ballrooms were never designed with the idea that the ballroom would be having big productions. And you had to get this big stuff in and out, and it was all not always uh, so easy to do. So they were always going, they should have talked to us before they built this place. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and when you talk about show production at resorts, yeah. I've had um, different um, company, uh, different organizations that are planning to have a convention in Central Florida have called, and I've gone with them to all the venues that they're looking at to yeah. potentially have their convention. And there was one... Um, one group that they're physicians that they work with people with disabilities. So they wanted to make sure that if we're going to do an event at SeaWorld or at Universal, that the event is 100% accessible. And you had to find a yeah. particular venue because not all of them are. Absolutely. But we'll, we'll have to take a break, but we'll pick this up on the other side. Once again, our guest today is Susan Berry of Disability Smart Solutions, disabilitysmartsolutions.com. And we'll be right back with more of What's the Score?
Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Once again, this is the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination. And I think we're talking about a winning combination here today. And uh, I am Christopher Hart, along with Rich Jekyll. And Rich, of course, is one of the mentors at SCORE. And uh, Lois is working with our guest today, Susan Berry. And we're talking about the winning combination that you guys have come up with. And I want to get back to the subject we were talking about. But I, I want to go back for a second to SCORE because you said early on with this business, Disability Smart Solutions, which is, you said, about three and a half years, you went to SCORE. Yes. And you were teamed up with Lois, right? Lois Perry, yep. And at that time, she gave you some great advice. And But at some point, you needed a little bit less and less advice. But you still have a relationship that you can go back. Absolutely. And that's the comfortable part. It's I, comfortable to know that there's somebody I can email a question to or get an appointment with if I need longer to, a longer amount of time. Or if it's an expertise that's not Lois's expertise, she can refer me to somebody else at SCORE to talk to. Yep. And that's, that's the way it works. That's the great advantage of yeah. SCORE. I mean, and that, you've been at it three and a half years now? Yes. And therein lies the secret. Here's the secret that SCORE has. Oh, boy. They got all these great folks that can help you out no matter what your need is in your particular business because those needs will change over time. Yes, they will and as you grow. Exactly. And so... And once again, it's. It, I want to stress that it, they're not there to take your business over. They're not there to make decisions for you. And they're not there to, to force themselves on you. They're there for you to call and take advantage of. It's mm-hmm. it's your motivation, your move to take advantage of this, right? Absolutely. And But that, as you said, that's a comfort, comfort, comforting feeling. It's comfortable because they make you be responsible. They say, here's here's some options. This is how I might do it, but they try to work through how you can do it, what, what's within your wheelhouse that's, that's your capability. Yeah, and once we try to give choices, you know, so what's most comfortable to you, right. and that's the route you should take. And, and also, realistically, from the starting point, do you want to grow this company? I mean, she was very concrete. Are you trying to make this be one person with consultants? Do you want it to be 10 people? Do you want it to be 20 people? Do you want it to be national, international so from the beginning, you're already thinking about that, and you're thinking, okay, how am I going to phase that over the next, you know, two, four, five, ten years? And, and the exit strategy. And the exit strategy. Um, we were speaking before the break. Uh, you were talking about how you had worked with Disney and the people who were using the buildings uh, that were being built in. And did you ever go over to Paris or wherever to see oversee the construction? No, I didn't. I was invited to go over there for a two-year contract, and I decided to stay here. And you liked Orlando so much. I, like, I, mean. I liked my life. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair enough. Fair enough. And But uh, we were saying, though, you know, not many buildings are, are, are built with uh, every Input. use that it's built for, yeah. you know, really thought about before it was you know actually built yeah they don't go to the users very often absolutely and that's where when you start talking about conventions and conference planning one of the biggest things i notice in a lot of the large hotels is that they don't have the ramps or the lifts when you when you set up a stage yeah and you may have a thousand two thousand people in there right there's no lift or they may have so the stage is inaccessible the stage is inaccessible so unless the master of ceremonies knows to come down to the floor to hand somebody the reward, right? You know it, it can can get ugly. Yeah, and I've been to I've been to uh, events, Awkward. yeah, where that that has been the situation. Yeah, 
And so this is this obviously then you filled a niche with with your business. We're reminding people. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's go back once again though to score because you want part of the reason you mentioned that you went to score was because you wanted to know how to market your business. You had you saw a need, but you didn't know how to get to the people to help them understand that need. Your target market, right? Target market. Absolutely. So one of the things Lois had me do is they have um, a lot of different computer programs that you have access to at SCORE. So one of them, I was able to look up who is my competition, who are the other people in the state right. doing this business, what are they earning? You know, what Reference is, USA? I believe it. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think yeah, it so, so who's earning what? You right. know, what is the potential of this particular business? The other thing was, what is my marketing? What am I comfortable with with marketing? So we decided that, I mean, I can't wear every single hat. So the website had to be very, very Google friendly. And then going through this different seminars to learn what does that mean. And I do a lot of marketing on LinkedIn. I do a lot of LinkedIn articles and a lot of people, a lot of attorneys tell me they have found me through LinkedIn. Is that cool. Susan Berry at LinkedIn? Yeah, Susan P. Berry. But I write, Susan P. Berry. I have the LinkedIn page with the company, but I rarely use it. I do better with just myself and commenting and talking and introducing. And I post a lot of posts where I'll put just some really, I don't, I don't want to say amusing, but some a photo of something that's just really, really off as far as accessibility. <laughs> yeah, right. A, glare, that, a glaring uh, omission. Right, so like speak. the toilet is on a six-foot-high platform or something. You know, just... <laughs> I have a photo with they my heard Rich was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I have a photo of my husband and he's standing on the platform. He's six three. His head is scratching the ceiling. Right. And he's like, "What's wrong with this picture?" And you start talking accessibility, and a lot of people jump in, and a lot of people have started. A lot of different people all over the world have started jumping into these conversations. So it's it's been very interesting. I was invited to come to Nepal to work with them on a seminar because they were trying to do accessible Nepal. And I'm speaking to a person right now in Norway that does accessibility. So, mm. so it's not money, but it's interesting. Well, you, you mentioned uh, a foreign country. It's an amusing story. I saw the, uh, a, 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 a biography on the television uh, about uh, wrestlers and uh, the big show. If you're familiar with the big show, yeah. he's like seven feet tall, 400 pounds or whatever. And they go all over the world. And he talked about a trip where they had gone to Japan and the hotel rooms are there and notoriously small and the facilities very cramped, right? And right. he had to use the restroom at sort of an angle because <laughs> he couldn't fit in. Um, so accessibility can be a big deal, right? Um, but uh, so you – I know you don't need to name anybody, but was there a lot of competition? Did you find a lot when you went – did the research? There's some very large firms. There's some large firms out of Miami. There's some large architectural firms. I think they all they all have a different niche, though. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of there's there's a lot of different niches. Sometimes I work for other firms. Sometimes I, I've had a firm from um, Virginia. They'll call if they've got a, a branch of a one of the chains they're working on in Florida, right? And we'll subcontract. So. I think competition, you know, I think there's plenty of work for everybody. I think there's a niche for everybody. Yeah, I Dis- think so, too. Yep. Disability Smart Solutions is the business. DisabilitySmartSolutions.com is the website. Susan P. Berry is the founder and the owner of the business. And she's the force behind the business. Now, you mentioned uh, before the show 
uh, that you had some humorous stories or events. I don't know how humorous. I had a, a call recently from some casinos, and they're having a big problem because they've got a lot of grandmas with pink poodles and baby strollers that they think are fake service dogs. <laughs> 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 and so they're getting really annoyed with it because grandma's got that baby carriage with the dog in between the stools at the slot machines or, or wherever. Right. And then you've got a lot of people, too, with service dog. Here's the thing. If it's a real service dog, it's going to be a canine good citizen. It's going to be a polite dog. You're not going to know it's there. It's going to be clean. It's not going to growl. It's not going to mess. It's It knows its place under the table. But. That pink poodle in the stroller could also be a service dog. We're, we're always thinking of the traditional seeing eye dog. Right. But that little dog could be a heart heart monitor dog. It medication. Could be medication. It could be blood sugar. It could be epilepsy. Yep. And the dog can do its service from that distance. And grandma might not be able to carry her poodle all the way from the parking lot to the slot machine. <laughs> right. So, so we have to work with the casino to say, okay, this is the list of rules you need to show people that, yes, you can have a service dog, but if your dog misbehaves, any dog that misbehaves, we're allowed to ask the dog to leave. We legally can ask your dog to leave. Okay, so you'll let them come in, but if something happens, they yeah, have to go out. Right. You, you, with the owner. <laughs> no, you don't. The owner does not have to leave. Only You're the animal me. has well, to leave. Yeah, they're playing well, the slots. What do you want to throw them out for, right? <laughs> Uh, that's well, cute. What that's do you cute. Do the, chain the dog with, uh, out to the fence. Uh, but there are other animals too that can be service animals. Evidently, well, okay. With the ADA, the ADA only acknowledges service dogs and service horses. So hmm. the tiny horses, and you'll see that more up north. I don't see them. I don't think I've ever seen one in Florida. Uh-huh. But people train. Um, they're training tiny horses as seeing eye horses. Because the tiny mm. horse will live 30 years, whereas your dog, you're lucky, you know, you get your 15, 12, 15, 15 yeah. years. Right. And they'll wear a little diaper and, you know, they're the same size as a big German Shepherd, so they're fine. Uh, some other people will also train them to pull their wheelchairs. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned horses, though, because, and I don't know if they still do it, but there was a place that was here in East Orlando, I think on Rouse Road mm-hmm. out there, where we're kids with autism and things yes. could ride the horses absolutely we had a we had a special needs child from foster care and that was one of the things she really enjoyed doing yeah and they, they just make some kind of connect i mean everybody kind of connects with horses everybody i think is kind of you know don't you right you know, everybody kind of wants to be around horses but uh so uh so you found what did how did she help you in terms of the actual marketing what did she tell you that who did what did you what was the secret to, to getting yeah. your idea in front of the people who could actually put it into implementation? Okay. The secret was figuring out where is your audience. So as much as people say be on Facebook, I'm not mo- I'm not marketing to moms that are on Facebook. Right. Twitter's interesting. I'm not a big Twitter person. But that's not really. That's not me. Right. Uh, the person that I'm marketing to is a business person that's on LinkedIn. They might do a search on LinkedIn because they're a facilities manager or an attorney and they're looking for somebody to solve a problem then and there. Right. They need a and ramp or something. They need something. Mostly, they need to be told what they need. Well, usually they're in litigation. And so somebody has come in and sued them and they've listed six items that are wrong, but there's really 40 items that are wrong and they need to know, tell me what I got to do to fix this. Tell me if what these people are saying is right. So, uh, 
So people are coming to you out of desperation, but really you'd like to get to them before that point, right? It would be nice to get to them before that point. So, for example, I have a, a, a one client at 60 banks, financial oh. institutions in Florida. Okay. And they have had um, lawsuits on a couple of, like three or four of them. But what I'm doing is I'm serving every single facility for them so that their facility managers know exactly what they need to take care of so that they don't ever have that problem again. For themselves. Good. Right. Good. Okay. All right. We have to take another break. Uh, we got another segment to go, though, so please stick around. Once again, today's guest is Susan Berry, Susan P. Berry, if you want to look her up on LinkedIn, Susan P. Berry. And that's P B E E, excuse me, B E R R Y. And Disability Smart Solutions is her business. DisabilitySmartSolutions.com. And if you're out there in your business, in business, you may be, need to be talking to Susan. In the meantime, we'll continue talking to her on the other side of this break. So stick around, for, please, for more of What's the Score? Yes, we will. <laughs> now that she's back in the atmosphere with drops of Jupiter in her head. Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Once again, this is the show designed to help you come up with that winning solution. And, of course, we are on radio doing this show because we want more and more people to know about SCORE. And she doesn't know if that was the reason why she went to SCORE, but Susan Berry, our guest today, says she might have heard about it on the radio. On us, maybe. uh, That's right. So that's the whole point of utilizing radio is your message can get out there. And sometimes people may not even know where they heard it, but they heard it on radio. All right, because the nice thing about radio is, in essence, you're talking to one-on-one to the listeners, pretty much. Most people are in their car or doing something, and they're listening to the radio, and they're attentive to the radio because they're by themselves. So that's a great opportunity to talk to thousands of people all at once, one-on-one. And a great way to find out how you can do that effectively and efficiently is to call Bill Files. He's the station manager here at Salem Media Group Orlando and with four great radio stations, with some with FM simulcasting and all with great signals. You can get your message to the audience that you would that like to you hear. would like to target. That's right. Maybe in your own voice or the great professional vo- voices of the folks here at Salem Media Group. Bill's phone number is 407-618-1760. He's been in the radio business all his life, as have most of the people here, and they're all great professionals. They make it so easy that even Rich and I can do it. So 407-618-1760 is the number. They'll help you produce your commercial or run a commercial you may already have. And maybe you'd like to sponsor a show or have your own radio show like this one right here. And people do it because guess what, folks? It works. And with what percent? 93% of all Americans every week listening to their radio, well, you could reach a lot of them right here in Orlando. 407-618-1760. Once again, our guest today is Susan P. Berry of Disability Smart Solutions. And you were talking about how you put out information at your website, which, once again, is disabilitysmartsolutions.com. But you also do counseling, and you were mentioning that you you go to places to help them sort of harden their facilities, you know, provide more accessibility. Absolutely. So some of of the job is going out there and figuring out what the architectural barriers are and and how they can solve them. And then the other Mm -hmm. part is training staff. 
as far as what is accessibility, what is um, you know d- good disability customer service? How do you deal with the service dogs? What do you say? What do you not say? Right. This uh, is the client staff. The client staff. Yeah. Okay. So create customized programs for them, whether they want it one time, if they want to just video it so that they can show it in the future. That's fine. Do a what, lot of that. What about homes? Do you do homes? I occasionally apartments do. that sort of thing. Uh, both. I occasionally do both. I've had people call that a, their their father is. I had a, somebody call their father was four hundred pounds. He was in the um, he wasn't in the assisted living. He was not going to an assisted living, but he was in rehab. So what do they do to get that house ready as quickly as possible for him so that he can live in his house as long as he possibly can live? And so that was just a quick consultation of you know take down the walls around the toilet. You know just basic things. Um, no, I don't. I don't know. So tell me some of the stuff. Okay, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> okay, so so he had set up his shower, but he had a two foot opening. This is a 400 pound man who's now probably in a wheelchair. Two foot opening, right? So it's open this up, put the grab bars here. He's not going to fit in the little three foot closet with his toilet in it. That's why he fell to begin with. Like the big show, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So a lot. Of, so a lot of it's opening it up. Maybe it's you know just take this door off the hinges and give him more space. Give him a lower mattress that it's easier for him to to get onto the bed instead of climbing up onto the big pillow top. Um, okay. a, a lot of yeah. things like that. What can he do yeah. to make it reach? Um, when my mother was. In her wheelchair, we ta- we we duct taped a ruler to the sink lever just so she could re- so she could reach it. Right. So sometimes it's something simple. So that that's it's one thing what you can do with duct tape, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I mean, they hold race cars together with it over there in Daytona. Exactly. So, what the heck, right? so we do that, and then also Fair Housing Act. So sometimes um, we had a a client. It was a university. They were putting their medical students in an apartment complex here in Orlando. So because they were paying for it as the university for their medical interns, they needed the entire apartment complex inspected for accessibility. And you are a certified inspector. There's no certification, oh, believe no it or certifica- not. No, no really? certification. Wow. There's no national certification. I am certified. I mean, I've taken classes and I'm certified in several different things, but there's the Department of Justice does not recognize a single type of certification i see huh. i see um and you also do workshops and workshops speak, you, speaking you, yes and all of uh, people can access you once again at your your her website which is disabilitysmartsolutions.com and you can email her at info at disabilitysmartsolutions.com that's susan p barry and you can also find her on uh, linkedin at yes. susan p barry and that's barry with an e and so Overall, your experience with SCORE, it sounds like, has paid off. It's been very positive, very positive. It's paid off because there's things I would not have necessarily figured out on my own or I would have would have taken me a lot longer to figure out. Mm-hmm. I think one of the most valuable things was really learning through the seminars how to make my website Google-friendly. And I didn't pay anyone to do my website. Right. And clients, did it. And clients are finding you now. Yes, clients find me. So you're you're obviously developing a reputation, and you have a, a service that there's a big need for. It's getting bigger. Yeah, yeah. it's getting bigger. And it will only, us old timers. I was going to say, as, as the baby boomers, you know, great kneecaps, right? And that yeah. kind of stuff. Well, well, that's Florida. I I just recently went to a, an RV community, a 55 plus RV community, which are big in Florida. There's many of them. Yeah. 
And the big thing is, although they've started realizing they've got a lot more scooter drivers. So... (laughs) Put away the Segway, get out the scooter, right? Right, right. They've got a lot more scooter drivers, and they also have people dying off. So they need to sell these RV spaces. And so part of the whole marketing plan is how do we upgrade our facility that's 45 years old to be accessible so that it is more marketable to that 55-plus community. Yeah, to us injured baby boomers. Right, right. And with technology, too, it allows people with disabilities to do things they couldn't do before. Absolutely. So, you know, the but that also requires some accommodations. Right. And that's where you come in. Yes. And once again, you know, it it's it's uh it's great to hear how score was there for you along the way. Still is. Well, I, feel like, I feel like they're there that anytime I have a question, I can call and somebody is gonna be able to guide me to that answer. Yep. Good. I'm, I'm very happy you had a pleasant uh, conversation with Lois. Uh, they haven't put you with Rich yet, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, how long were you at Disney? I was there for three years. Oh, okay. I've jumped around a lot. Yeah, it, was, it must have been a great experience. So, what is the most challenging disability to work around? Is there one? Is it the most challenging disability to work around? Is attitude. It's the attitude of the person that just got the lawsuit saying that his business is not accessible. And they say, we don't have any of them there wheelchair people coming into our business. (laughs) Well, they can't get in your door. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe there's a connection there somewhere. Um, So it is is not so much the, the, the people who have... The need for accessibility, but it's on the other end that people don't understand, perhaps, the need for that accessibility. Well, it's it's almost an invisible, you know, people with disabilities are a minority group. And it's a minority group that we could join any minute of our lives. Sure. So we can always, but, it, but it's not necessarily recognizable because it's an invisible disability. So a lot of businesses are not paying attention to something that's been lost since 1991 to make their facility accessible for everybody because they're forgetting that this is a civil rights law i see it's not about oh i don't want to spend money on the building codes it's about civil rights mni and providing equal access and equal opportunity to everybody so because disability is a minority as uh, african-americans are etc everybody has to have access to that building Absolutely. So I was talking to a restaurant owner or bar owners. Right now, there's been a lot of... I little- talked to a lot of bar owners. Like no, he talks do. to a lot of bartenders. <laughs> bartenders. Yeah. too. Yeah. Well, in the future, you might want an accessible bar stool. And- <laughs> hey, I might like that. And, and so that's one of the things they're doing now is they're saying, okay, there's got to be a, a lowered portion of that bar so that somebody can enjoy the same activity. Right. And, and yeah. some of the restaurant people are like, well, they can go sit on the table. And I'm like, no. It's a different activity. It's it's completely different. Yep, it's a different and, experience. And, and not right? to be rude, yep, but you know, many years ago, those young people sat at that counter at Woolworths and said, "We deserve to eat lunch at this counter, just like everybody else." St. Augustine, Florida. Right. That's where it happened. St. Augustine, African Americans. Yeah. So yep. they're saying we deserve this, and whereas the restaurants like, well, we can put it in a bag. You can go eat it outside. Yep. Right. It's, it's the exact same thing. Woolworths. Yeah. We just don't see it because disability is not, maybe not as loud, 
But it, but it's the same thing. I deserve the same opportunity to sit at the bar, to sit at the sushi table, to sit at the. Well, and the business owner should look at it as in terms of these are potential clients. Right, getting that I more may business. Be barring from coming into my business. Yeah, it's a fantastic business opportunity because this is Florida. Everybody's getting older. There's a lot of people that can't sit on a bar stool. Yeah, do you hear that, Rich? I heard that. <laughs> there are some times I can't sit down a bar yeah, stool. That's, so they, that, that's why they need the lower bar. So when he's on the floor, all they got to do is reach, reach up. up. But uh, not. But but once again, this this is it is going to be a growing business necessity going forward. Absolutely. So once again, uh, Susan Berry has been our guest today. Susan, thanks for being on the show, and congratulations with your business, and good luck going forward. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. That was fun. We learned a lot. Yeah, it was all my doing that she's here today. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Actually, we have to thank Robin and all the great folks that help us out behind the scenes with the show. So, uh, once again, DisabilitySmartSolutions.com is Susan's website. You can email her there at info at DisabilitySmartSolutions.com. And you can find her on LinkedIn at Susan P. Barry. That's Barry with an E on LinkedIn. And while you're plowing around the computer there, you might want to check out Orlando.score.org. Or once again, and you yeah. heard uh, Susan reference the fact that she takes all these classes and she soaks this stuff up because it helps her making her decisions, more confidence, more knowledge to base those decisions on. More comfortable to tackle those decisions. You you need to use other people's wisdom. The wisdom over there is just... Yeah, and then there's Rich, too. But uh, all of that is at Orlando.score.org. Yeah, in a roll today, Orlando.score.org. And the Facebook page where we'd like you to like us is Score Orlando. That's Score Orlando on Facebook. And once again, you can walk in the door Monday through Friday, regular business hours, the National Entrepreneur Center. That's right. And the phone number is 407-420-4844, 407-420-4844. Once again, thanks for listening today, and don't forget to tell you all your friends and family about what's the score and everything that goes on over at SCORE. So until next week, bye. See ya. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.